This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. When was the last time you attended a professional development that was relevant to you? A professional development that was applicable immediately and one that was related to your school's vision and priorities. And was that professional development about math? We know the truth is math professional development is really hard to come by. And when we do have math PD, it's rarely applicable, relevant, or helpful. But I really do want to know about what math PD you find most helpful. So if you've been to a really helpful PD, could you send it to me in an email? Hello Mona Math at Gmail is my email, or DM it to me on Instagram at Hello Mona Math. I want to know what PD you've been to that was awesome. But let's talk about why we don't have enough high quality math PD. Most math PD focuses on our tools, the curriculum, a specific resource, a program. It focuses on the what and how to use that particular resource. Math PD does not typically focus on the instructional strategies or the how. Those teacher moves that bring the resource and the curriculum to life, our PD doesn't focus on that. The strategies that we use as teachers to enhance our students' experience, the strategies we use to engage them, to motivate them, to get them excited about learning math, the strategies we use to help them deeply understand, to justify their answers, and to discuss their thinking. We don't have PD for that. So why don't our schools provide this type of math PD? I think there's three reasons off the top of my head, but there's probably more. Number one is most, most educators don't see themselves as math people. That includes our administrators and our curriculum instructional leaders. They're not math people. So math rarely hits the top of their priorities. Number two is students do okay at most of our schools in math, at least better than reading. I'd be really curious to hear from you on whether or not your reading or your math scores are higher on standardized tests. At most schools that I've worked at and worked with, math scores are typically just enough better than reading where it's not the highest priority. And number three, we usually have a set curriculum for math, and that feels like enough. So we don't feel like we have to focus on math professional development. 
In a study done by Texas Instruments, they're the ones who make the TI calculators, they surveyed 1,000 13 to 18-year-old students. And three out of four, 75% of students admit to hearing adults in their life speak negatively about math. And 44% of those students have heard an adult say, I hate math. As a society, it's just not our priority. As adults, we are just not math people. We reserve math for those who are gifted in math, those who are naturally or genetically even math people. And those things are just not true. Math can be learned just like reading. But unfortunately, as teachers, we are working against some ingrained negative mindsets about math, which further tells us that we need to shift the math culture in our classrooms and schools so that the culture of our society can shift on math. As educators, we know that high-quality math instruction and supportive math communities are imperative. And I would argue that those come when we have a clear vision that everyone in the building is bought into. And you can listen to more about my thoughts on math vision and creating one in episode 33. And if your school or your classroom doesn't have a math vision, that's really where you have to start. So today we're talking about learning labs, a professional development structure. I've known this practice and they're all very similar by many names. But most famously, maybe lesson study you've heard of, or lab site, learning labs, or just simply labs. When I looked for who invented this, many people have claimed this practice. However, University of Washington College of Education has been working on this for the past 15 years, and they have lots of resources on their website that I'll link in the show notes below. Simply, learning labs are a professional learning model that supports educators to grow in their instructional strategies and collaboration. Learning labs are on-the-job professional development, where teachers visit the classrooms and the lessons of their colleagues in order to explore and share new ideas. I don't know about you, but that sounds like some applicable and relevant and helpful professional development to me. So let's go through the components of a learning lab. The introduction is where the facilitator and the educators work together to determine the focus of the learning lab. They decide on a part of the practice that they want to learn more about, maybe a specific instructional move or activity. And then the facilitator may offer like a grounding reading to engage the educators on the topic chosen. This provides the educators in the room with kind of a common understanding as they enter into the learning lab. Then we move into planning in that pre-observation time. This is where the educators come together to hear from the host teacher about the lesson and then co-plan the lesson. The host teacher shares about what the lesson will be, the task that the students will be given, maybe provides evidence of student learning prior to the day's lesson. This could be in the form of data or student work or even a video. Then the host teacher explains what the task for the day will be. Here's my favorite part. The participants then work together to anticipate how students might solve the task. 
The host teacher indicates any parts of the lesson that they want to focus on or that they may be interested in getting specific feedback on. This is also a time where each participant notes what they're hoping to get out of the visit or what area of focus they will have for the observation. And now it's time for the observation. The participants go into the classroom and observe as the host teacher leads the lesson. I love this quote from the University of Washington College of Education, where they say, the teacher leading the lesson is not modeling for us to watch and think about. Instead, we all work on making sense of student thinking and making decisions about what to do in the moment. I love that quote because that is what teaching's about. Teaching is about understanding student thinking and making decisions in the moment. And that is a part of our craft that we don't get to practice very often. And learning labs is something that is a really powerful tool to help us build in time to do that kind of practice. One thing that's really powerful is building in this time during the observations for teachers to come together so that the host teacher can think out loud about what they're noticing with student thinking and then share their decision-making with one another and determine where to steer the instruction. I think of this as like a little huddle during the observation. And then finally, after the lesson's over, we move into a debrief. The educators come together to analyze how the lesson went and consider what they learned about student thinking and instructional practices. Educators focus on using that I notice, I wonder language to guide the debrief. And educators end with indicating some instructional activities or strategies that they will try in their own classroom. This practice is powerful. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to spend any time going to PD and making lesson plans for a guest teacher... I want it to be worth my time. Let me affirm for you that learning labs are worth it. They are applicable. This is a professional learning structure that is set up to help you learn something by doing in hopes that you can more easily apply it to your own practice. Most of us learn best through multiple modalities, and this incorporates just that. See it, talk about it, and even try it alongside the host teacher. Learning labs are relevant. Learning labs happen in your and your colleagues' classrooms. So anything and everything applies to you in your classroom. Vertical teams, the learning specialist or the art teacher, being in their classrooms and seeing how they get kids thinking, engaged, and motivated are all useful because those kids are your kids too. Learning labs build community. As a recent new teacher to a school that also does learning labs, it really highlighted this for me. So at my previous school, the one I taught at for 12 years as a big part of developing our learning lab procedure, I helped teachers discover what learning labs were. I facilitated labs, starting with hosting one and then supporting teachers as they hosted subsequent labs. At that school, I also supported teachers as they facilitated learning labs for teachers visiting our school. We were deeply steeped in this work, and to be honest, it was so powerful. As a community of teachers, we were sharing, building new ideas, and getting vulnerable with each other. And then I went to a new school and knew no one, which is a story for another day. However, this year, 
we started our learning labs, and it has transformed my relationship in just one lab with my colleagues. I know people's names I never knew. I visited the middle school floor and classrooms I didn't even know where to locate before, not to mention building trust through the conversations we had. So let's just say community building is a big part of this professional development structure. You'll notice it almost instantly. Learning labs align to your math vision. If you've created a math vision for your school and you're working on putting it into place, then this professional development process is really going to help you bring your vision to life. The thing about a vision is it's the best case scenario. That doesn't mean that everyone in your school has the skill, the will, or the capacity to carry out the complete vision. However, you likely have some teachers in your building that are doing parts of that vision really well. Learning labs help everyone actually see the math vision come to life. They will start to identify the math vision elements in the classrooms you visit during learning labs. So how do you bring this professional structure to your classroom and school? I think you're asking that, right? If you are, I just want to take a moment to congratulate you on being the educator that is in a constant pursuit of getting better for your students. Bravo, friend. But I am going to be honest with you that this professional development structure will require your administration to support you, to get sub coverage, prioritizing that teachers get into one another's classrooms. So the best thing to do is to start to ask about ways to get into one another's classrooms. Maybe even share this podcast episode with your administrator. Point them to the direction of the resources that I've linked in the show notes. And remind your administrator that this PD structure is going to help bring your math vision to life. It's going to be relevant and applicable to your school and your curriculum. And it's going to build collaboration and collective responsibility among your colleagues. The time is now that we start having math professional development that focuses on the instructional strategies. The how, not the what. We know what our curriculum is. We know our standards. We know the resources available to us. But how can we bring those things to life? How can we live out our math vision? It's time that we use our professional development time to build our teaching skills, our skills that allow us to understand student thinking and make better decisions in the moment to help our students achieve more than they thought possible. If you have a teacher friend or the teacher down the hall, or heck, your teacher friend across the country that you think would love to do this with you, send them this episode. I've said it and I'll say it again. Teachers can change the world and education. You have the passion. You have the insight on what is needed. You might not have the energy, but that's why I'm here supporting you. So if you want to get this structure into your professional development time at your school, I'm here to support you with that. Send me an email or a DM, hellomonamath at gmail or on IG. Let me know you listen to this episode and you want to know more. I'll respond with resources and talk. I'll even talk to your administration for you. 
If they're already on board, we can talk about how I can help your school set this system up. The possibilities of support are endless. Reach out and let me help you because your passion inspires me. Teachers like you that are listening to math education podcasts are the reason why I am excited about the future of math education for our students. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.